Welcome to the Western Show. This is Lord Extra Cooler, and welcome to the Extra Cooler Show. Nobody eats beefaroni on a boat, man. That's a problem. <laughs> right, so, uh, right, so, what's in the cooler? Just blew my mind. <laughs> the rhino, your rhino's on ya. Extra credit. Sports, 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 sports side heater. Extra credit. Welcome to the Extra Cooler Show. Welcome to a brand new special episode of the Extra Cooler Show. My name is Nick, otherwise known as Extra Cooler. And this week, I am joined by the full Survivor Series team. We've got Mikey Workrate. We've got Jim. Jim, we've got to come up with a nickname for you. Yeah, I know. Uh, know. (laughs) It's just too hard. Yeah, Snap just, into yeah. a Slim Jim? I don't know. <laughs> we've, got, we've got the Hop God and our very special guest uh, from the Turnbuckle Tavern and Turnbuckle Sessions, the OG Fig Kid, Tom, is joining us. Welcome to the Extra Cooler Show, Tom. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to be here. Um, so This is a starting five we have here, NBA starting five, Ooh, right? That. Oh, I like it. I like it. Um, so, uh, welcome Tom, anybody that listens to the show has definitely listened to, uh, the turnbuckle tavern and the debate show. And they've probably listened to your tavern sessions, which has gone through a little bit of an, an evolution, uh, if you will, over the last few months, um, Matt's even hopped on recently with you guys. Oh, baby. Uh, I really enjoy the show, man. Um, make sure you plug yourself before we get started. Oh man. Thanks so much for saying that. It means so much. Cause, uh, you could go to the turnbuckletavern.com. All of our links are there. You know, you could get to podcasts anywhere where you get podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Um, we're on YouTube streaming shows. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the OG Fake Kid and see how many figures I bought today or it's so much fun. But yeah, we, we, we relaunched a show. I wanted it to have a different feel, like just like a morning radio show talk fun vibe and and that's what i'm trying to bring alive and we're bringing on different segments and matt's been a ton of fun on there people loving when we have him on so we're just kind of letting it grow organically and see you know where it goes but me and mike belcaster my my co-host on the show it's just been a ball and every week we're picking out different segments and playing some clips and you know sometimes like we go every other week so you could tell when i picked a week because it's like a <laughs> shot of nostalgia back to yep. like water settle at all and then all of a sudden mike's like let's do cm punk promos again which i'm fine <laughs> yeah, with. yeah right right you can always tell by like I bet you guys can guess every week by the sound yes. who picked it out. Without a doubt. It's awesome. And it's definitely uh, a Good show mix. that everybody should check out um, if they haven't already. Um, so as usual, you can find us on Instagram at Extra Cooler and over on Twitter at Extra Cooler Show. Uh, be sure to follow the Pod Foundation at Pod Foundation on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, again, you know, Turnbuckle Tavern, Chick Foley Show and Coming Down the Aisle. Check them all out. Uh, so we're going to get right into it. Um, being that we had Tom on the show, uh, we told him that he pretty much gets to pick the homework. So, uh, I asked Tom, um, to give me four Roddy Roddy Piper matches. Cause I know he's a big Piper guy. Um, and, uh, the fourth match that he threw out was one that, uh, we actually covered from WrestleMania 12. So I actually asked you to throw me a fourth, uh, uh, another match to, to vote on and, it was the winner. And, uh, you know, Tom, I'm not going to lie. I think 
I think you are the smartest person because you wanted the easiest homework because uh, spoiler alert, the match that Tom threw out is only 43 seconds. Um, but and there's, there's gotta be some, some, uh, something, some, some, what am I looking for? I can't even speak. There's gotta Record. be somehow some way that this ballot box was stuffed because yeah. I don't know how this one going up against, uh, what was the <laughs> Yeah, it was it was Royal Rumble 92. And I was very surprised that uh, this one wound up coming out on top. But yeah, I'm really happy that this didn't win by one vote. It did win by one vote. I voted for it. I was the difference maker. All right. Good. uh, Mike, Mike, Mikey Workray, you were the only one that did not vote for this. Oh, Uh, scumbag. (laughs) (laughs) Piper was through the whole episode. So, (laughs) yeah, no, it's it's actually awesome. This is a. the second uh, Saturday night's main event that we're covering. It's actually this, the seventh Saturday night's main event. It's from October 4th, 1986 from Richfield, Ohio. And uh, it's from the Richfield Coliseum. And I, I love diving in to these events and not only watching them, but trying to do a little bit of homework on the events. And I love finding like little things like the fact that it was recorded almost a month prior to its airing date. Um, so it aired October 4th. It was taped uh, on uh, the 13th of September. Um, and just to recap where the state of wrestling is at this time, uh, the world champion is Hulk Hogan. The intercontinental champion is uh, Macho Man Randy Savage. The tag team champions are the British Bulldogs. And the women's champion is the fabulous Moolah. Um, yeah, it, a really crazy era. Um, so we were four, most of yes. us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I and wish this is, I was four. <laughs> for people like I think myself, it's going to be a good perspective, yeah. though, to have Tom here that is, you know, actually can re- recall some of this. And us, we're we're here, you know, maybe seeing it for the very first time, or maybe seeing or, clips yes. of things. So it was. It was a fun watch, that's for sure. Yeah. I'm loving these Saturday nights made events. So yeah, we were call. saying, uh, Tom, before you joined us this evening, that we got kind of at our age, we gauge things by WrestleManias and stuff. So we only really saw the pay per views and stuff in high and way after the fact. So for those of us, for those of you out there like us, this is between WrestleMania two and WrestleMania three, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah, this is after Piper had left after WrestleMania two. I believe to go film They Live. Mm. Then he comes uh-huh. back after uh, Adrian Adonis had taken over doing a flower shop, and that whole feud started leading up to his retirement match at WrestleMania three. So, and it's fun like you could never get away with filming something a month in advance. Now, right, keeping oh, yeah. it a secret, and like it's with the internet, it's just a totally different world. Back then, we didn't know the results of what was going to happen. I remember sitting there on Saturdays and just waking up at nine in the morning and having to wait the whole day. And my parents saying, oh, you can't stay up and then sneaking up to go watch it. What time did it come on? 1130. It was it did, right. Like Saturday Night Live. Yeah, yeah we, that's what we thought. The place, yeah. the place of Saturday Night Live uh, whenever it was on. Yeah, oh, that's so that was, yeah, you really had to work to get your parents to watch, let the, you watch. The so I, first I hope the, they fell asleep fast. Well. <laughs> the first one I remember watching live was I can remember at, at my grandparents, uh, Jim. I don't know if you remember this. It's the the infamous um, Sid you know, and Hogan Sid one, ducking, right? yeah. uh, ducking mm-hmm. the hand, the tag from Hogan. Um, oh, so that's definitely. my first Saturday night's main event. Yeah, and by, and by that point, they were not a regular thing. It was no very fits and starts here and there. Where this back then, it was a kind of somewhat right. regular yeah um so uh, 
let's dive right into to a few things. Um, things kick off with Ventura, and uh, he's telling us that he's got a new look. And uh, man, he's he's spectacular. Uh, he he gives us a little introduction, and then we get uh, pre-recorded promos from Jake uh, in his underwear uh, taking a shower with yes. uh, with Damien. What's <laughs> um, wet and wild? Seeing Jake the snake <laughs> without seeing Jake without his tights on was extremely jarring. Like, yeah. <laughs> yes. At, at this point, for me, I've only remember Jake the Snake Roberts with long tights on. So seeing him with his bare legs was right. Like, something's wrong. It was like Homer Simpson when he shaves, you know, and yes. there is no yeah. stubble. Yeah. Something just looks really wrong about him. And you yeah. can't like always point, pinpoint it right away. That's exactly how I felt with Jake Roberts here. I love that little mean gene comment to him. He says, I'm a little upset by the fact we're in a shower. Yes. <laughs> Man, Roberts. I, yeah. yeah. Okerlund speaks for all of us there. I'm like, what's happening? What is happening here? <laughs> and then, so after it, we have this beautiful transition that is like straight out of the eighties. I don't know if you guys, picked up it's uh oh yeah the, the, spits the next, right out of the snake yeah, it slithers right out of damien's mouth and it's a box <laughs> with johnny v and the dream team um the, the, and uh, the production guys definitely high five the, the, the oh, yes. it's like wedding video production yes right yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you got johnny v and uh man that guy is that guy's another guy that i personally don't have a ton of knowledge about i'm not gonna sit here and pretend Same. like I, I know much about him um I love his promos. The British Bulldogs are full of bull. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, then at the end, uh, Beefcake and Valentine, they, uh, in they unison, tag team right? the delivery in unison. And tonight we'll send those dogs to the pound. <laughs> um, it's it's incredible. We get Wizard and Kamala um, and then uh, Paul Orndorff and and Bobby the Brain Heenan. Oh, which, it's so that is so good. It really yeah. is. Yeah, the mirrors. Oh, it's it's like it, it's well done. It's so well done. And they, you know, I what do they think of it that day? Probably, and right. it just boom, they they nail it. It's perfect. So, so Orndorff is flexing looking- in front of those like classic like Hollywood style three pane three pane mirror, mm-hmm. and uh, Mister Number One. Durful is written on his tights. I love it's, it. It's classic and stuff. It's really you're good. looking at the three best looking men in WWE. Yeah. <laughs> He's such gold with everything he said. Heenan but... kills it. He's yeah. unstoppable. That's right after Orndorff turned on Hogan. As, right. I don't know if you guys remember yes. all that, but every time Orndorff hit his head back then, he would go from heel to face to heel to face. It's so I crazy. Like, I feel like I definitely missed Paul Orndorff. And yeah. I know that like it, it, it's an important figure for the time, but it, the name it's it's only namesake to me like i don't have any memories of paul orndorff growing up like i, I remember the cage match when yes he, it was like a tie that they hit the ground at the same time or something right yeah yeah they jumped down at the same time on opposite ends of the ring and if yeah at the same time yeah but he, he no you know what he was one of the best crowd workers you'll ever see whether he was yeah. a face or a heel he knew how to get the crowd hot and and he was one of a kind. Definitely, you need to do a deep dive on Paul Orndorff if you haven't seen a lot of his work. He's got some great stuff with Piper um, yeah. against him after WrestleMania one. You can totally see it in this match during this card, too, which we'll get to in a couple minutes. But like, I thoroughly enjoyed this match with him in it. But 
He almost that reminds team. me of like a, a guy that would be in Mike Tyson's punch out. One of the yes. like a, like a top villain, <laughs> yeah. right? Like super Mr. Wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like super macho, man. I have a Paul Orndorff story. I saw him live at an event. I'll save it for the Hogan match though. So. <laughs> I love also how, and we've talked about this countless amount of times. Um, and I feel like it, it somehow doesn't get its flowers like it should, but Bobby the Brain Heenan's quest to end Hulkamania like, <laughs> goes on forever. It's and a WCW. It, right, right. It's just it's so awesome. Right. When Hogan joins the NWO, <laughs> all of a sudden he's face against Hogan. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, how that's for WCW, especially that's amazing storytelling that they they allowed him to do that. And they were smart enough to be like, well, Heenan has to go opposite. It's consistency, and I love when they treat the fans like they're smart. Yes. They're like Heenan and Andre, they hated each other, so that's what's a shocker at WrestleMania. Right. When they came out together, so I'm glad they didn't do that with the Hogan thing. Um, so so after uh, the Orndorff and Bobby the Brain Heenan, we get Hogan in his yellow locker room, and uh, it's, uh, it's shot from, like, the floor, so Hogan looks like a giant. And uh, I also, I secretly love the, like, drunken bandana look that oh, Hogan rocks yeah. during this era. It's Sideways like when he's chewing on the thing. Yeah. yeah. What did, what, in the last the main, main event, he, uh, what did he have it? It was like a, like a, what oh, do you yeah, call tassels. it? Like, it was like tassels. It was like <laughs> yeah. a 70s uh, yeah. beaded doorway or something. Yep. <laughs> uh, the All right, lampshade so, from a Christmas story. The lampshade, thank you. That's <laughs> there what you I go. Call it. Yeah, <laughs> you know this. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk a lot about and mention this during this episode of this podcast. Um, but with Saturday Night's main event, it's so cool to see how they intertwine the story throughout the card and throughout the the night. And it starts right here because we get uh, Okerlund backstage with Piper, and he's ruled out and. Uh, ruled out from competing due to injury and he's got the crutches and he's all he's all tied up and uh they show the clip of him being attacked by adrian adonis bob orton and don morocco um and i i love the chair shots oh my god there it's just such a sign of like the times but looking back it's awesome and yeah. uh, you can imagine like watching it then too how how like oh man this is crazy this guy's getting attacked by three big dudes and to your point it's amazing what they can do in an hour of tv right like they really compress it in there and they get it it's promos boom a few great matches like fun matches and there's just a lot of storytelling there's so much in this little package and it's it you i love watching these i i yeah. can't you know Say that enough. Say that enough. How much fun it is to go back and watch Saturday Night's main event. I mean, it was it was prior to the pay per view days, so these were kind of like pay per views, and this is what they used to set up to the big four pay per views back mm-hmm. then. Yeah, that's this what was set up before. WrestleMania every year because there was no Royal Rumble. Right, I was right. just going to say that. Yeah, yeah, right. It was. I love uh, Piper had that great comment there um, when he goes, "There's a difference in the entire world between every wrestler and myself, and thank God for that." Oh, it's just so good. <laughs> It, it, it really so is masterclass. Is there anybody that can work himself up into a lather quicker than him? It's <laughs> oh, incredible. <yeah. laughs> he goes from zero to 60 in, I don't know, like five seconds. It's amazing. Yeah. Tom, would you say, it's, so I, I didn't properly like introduce this. You would say Piper is, is your guy. He's your favorite or like definitely towards the top. I have two favorites and I can't pick between the two of them, but Piper is obviously one and the other is Macho Man. Yeah. Well, uh, why, why why Piper? I just, I mean, I grew up watching him when he was hated, and I loved him as a little kid, and a lot of people 
hated him. Yeah. He loved like how different he was and, and the stuff he would say was different. I, I was never a Hogan fan. I always wanted to see Hogan lose until he fought the warrior. And then of course he lost, but won't talk about that. Um, yeah, I just <laughs> love what Piper brought. I love the Piper's pits. They're so yeah. yeah. Like he just had an energy that nobody else had. You know, I don't know if you guys have ever watched the whole all the Piper's pits and flower shop back and forth when he first came back. If you haven't, you need to go back and watch that because there's stuff in there that they would never get away with today. He he's yeah. in this Saturday night's main event alone, you can see it's such a glaring difference, his promos compared he's, to yeah. everybody else. He's on another level. He's singular. He's he he like if it was a book, he jumps off the page, right? Like He's he's one of a kind, and there's there, there's no one there's no other Piper. And that's the yeah. other thing. Like it always confused me. He left WrestleMania too as a bad guy, and when he returned, nothing happened. But the fans just started cheering him. And after that, no matter what he did, he can never go back to being a full time heel and getting people people to hate him. They just right. loved him after that, even when they tried to make him heel again. <laughs> right. That's what I was going to ask. Like, did they? He never had another like real heel run after this. Right. Well, I, I think they tried in WCW. Then he came oh, back to right. WrestleMania with the Hogan versus McMahon match. And they tried right. making him the bad guy then. And yeah, it's just never going to work with a head with the coconut. And it just people just loved Piper. After right. That. You know, yeah. I always say, though, the biggest heels always become the biggest fan favorites. It's just like a yep. natural thing that happens. And there's really no I think when you there's a guy you love to hate, eventually you love to love them. That's very well said. Perfect. You're you're speaking to uh, you're preaching <laughs> to the choir here on that one, right? Too. Yeah, we've always been uh, myself, especially. I know I've always been the heel guy. Like I've always rooted for the heels. Um, but let's talk about this first match. Um, so that's another thing, and we we talked about um, on a previous episode how they basically start off with the main event. Yeah. Um, you know, I guess because it's 1130 at night, you've got to give everybody what they want and you got to give them Hogan. Yeah. And they did uh, this on the last Saturday night right. what we did. Right. Yeah. Well, otherwise right. it's what, 1230 at night. That's you're yeah. asking too much. Yeah. So it kicks off. kids are staying up and sneaking past their parents to watch it. Right. <laughs> right. Like uh, young Thomas there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I don't mean to call anybody out, Matt. But <laughs> when you start to show off with the title match, it doesn't make it any less important. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, look at that. It's not the fact that it starts off with the title match. It's more so that it is not the first story. And we are talking about AEW for those of you that uh, may not have remembered our conversations, but I brought this to the turnbuckle sessions as well. And uh, we had a long conversation about how, uh, the AEW title needs to be the more higher in the pecking order, I guess I'll say, uh, in their storytelling <laughs> priorities. That's all. I, we'll I don't entirely disagree with you either. I just don't think it needs to end the show every week. That was yeah. Reminds yeah, me of I don't that. Disagree uh, with you. I do feel like they can make it feel bigger, but let's get back to 1986. <laughs> Who's <I'm> sorry better, <laughs> for Vince McMahon or uh, or Jesse Ventura? Ventura's Jesse. a style icon, man. He is. But when you look at Vince's suit. Like when they cut to those 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 moments where they show the back yeah. view of them, it's like Vince is decked Vince is, out, uh, man. Yeah. Vince, Vince is, is cool, out, but I agree. I, I agree. Yeah. I agree. So, so I and love does whatever the hell he wants, and, oh, he, yeah. and he just pulls it off. I'm not gonna lie, I love that buckwheat shirt that he's wearing yeah. from yeah. the Little Rascals. <laughs> it's, it's really cool. I don't know if there's any text on it. It's probably something it offensive. Says buckwheat but... on. No, it's, it just says buckwheat on the bottom. Okay, yeah. it's awesome. It is. Awesome. It is. Um, so I, so we're getting to Paul Orndorff with Bobby Heenan versus Hulk Hogan. Who's the champion at the time? 
And Vince McMahon is giving us a recap. He's talking to us like we're in a uh, 10th grade social studies class. Uh, <laughs> we're on pre-winged eagle here. Yeah, pre-winged yeah. eagle. Yep. It's uh, the graphics are are beautiful. Oh, everything. Um, the whole it package. Is, yeah. Uh, yeah, you don't need it. It's um, it's great. So uh, during the promo, I love it also how Heenan refers to Hogan as an albino ape. Yeah, it's, it's probably the first and only time uh, he, Hogan has been referred to <laughs> yeah. as an albino, considering his <laughs> skin is like like burnt leather. Rare misfire from Heenan. <laughs> yeah. I I, thir- I thought of you and Jim immediately of uh, skin of a hot dog is all that ran through my head when uh, he he called him albino. <laughs> you know, I looked at the screen like a Labrador retriever does when it's confused, like I did the, the head tilt. Before we get started here, are we going to talk about how uh, Orndorff steals uh, yeah. his yep. music? Yeah, he's real American. Yeah, he comes out to real American. And then my favorite is, is he's out there, he's doing the classic Hogan poses. And then Hogan decides he like he's going to come out. He's doing yeah. It. yeah, oh, he it's does so it terribly. But, but when Ho- my favorite part is when Hogan comes he grabs mean gene as as if like how i would grab my son and throw him in the pool (laughs) (laughs) it's just so ridiculous oh i'm Um, sorry do i i had one comment on the hogan promo uh when he talks about uh he's getting into this whole god thing right and we're all uh new york guys here right irish italian catholics (laughs) yeah you guys remember in uh ccd or anything about on the eighth day god creating 24 inch pythons because i don't (laughs) I don't remember that one, but I believe Hogan. So anyway, I didn't pay attention much. Yeah, it's like, true. That's true. I didn't do well in the Jesus report cards, but, but I went to, to the match. Catholic high school. And, uh, yeah. You can, you can come to me on that one. <laughs> I, I cracked up at Hogan picking up mean gene like that. Right. Yes. I didn't he picked, even him, he picked that. him up that and put him down. One of the funnest things about watching this is the little things I didn't remember. Yeah, like absolutely. Heenan being carried out by the cop. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. Heenan being carried out, at, but was a highlight. This whole match was a lot of fun. Um, yes. I was I was hooked to it. Um, we don't, Obviously, there's nothing incredible, like no incredible moves or spots, um, but just the storytelling throughout it, like Hogan having to fight off Heenan throughout the entire thing. Yeah, no, it's good. It's fun. Yeah, it's like a fun Hogan match. Like a, Hogan matches. I'm like Tom. Like I, I always want I Hogan. I soured on him quickly. And you did. Yeah, but like this is this was entertaining. It's not like your classic. There's uh, a Hogan match. You know, it does right. it has the same stuff, but this works differently. It was fun. And I think it's because of Orndorff. Oh, I agree. And exactly what Tom was saying earlier, you can see how Orndorff is working the crowd here and they slowing things down a little bit. And, you know, it, it, it was really entertaining, but we have to go back to the Heenan spot. So Heenan gets ejected from, from, uh, from ringside and four cops come out. Yeah. And the only way, the best way to describe him is he's being carried out and each one of the cops has a, a limb. So they're on a shoulder and another shoulder an ankle yeah. and another ankle, but it's like a reverse crowd surfing for all yeah. of you concert yes. goers. Like he is face down, just being carried out. And it is absolutely ridiculous and watching him squirm and get outside of like brought to the back, right. and banging on the door to let him back in. Like, <laughs> Primo, primo Heenan right here. I love it. It got, yeah, it got close to look what I remember uh, Mikey uh, Workrate's bachelor party looking like where <laughs> yes. we all did too many shots and started carrying him <laughs> like that and throwing him in the air. <laughs> this is true. 
almost yeah. hit a fan actually. Yeah. But these, these, yeah, these I think these are real police though too. They were like probably paying oh, extra yeah. and like they were like hell yeah we'll do this. <laughs> yeah, the 80s. Let's go. Right. Why not? All right. So um, and where is outside- this? By the way, it's Cleveland, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right yeah. outside Cleveland. Okay. It look. It's like a a a big arena. You know, yeah. like and and that's almost surprising. But you know, like Tom said, there wasn't pay-per-views so this this was like a pay-per-view 20,000 um, he said i think something like yeah. that yeah are we about to leave this match because i want to tell my poor paul orndorff story go for it now is a perfect time fall brawl 2000 buffalo college got free tickets to fall brawl wcw at the where the sabers play paul orndorff who's wrestling in a match for some reason he gets hurt trying to pile drive mark jindrak if you remember <laughs> him and uh he just laid in the ring for most of the match. People didn't realize he was actually hurt, but he had a stinger and uh, like the match continues on for like several huh. minutes. And then finally they call it no contest. And and that was pretty much the end of Orndorff. And this was what, you know, two they were wrestling like, around him. They wrestled around him. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's, that's all I got, but that was uh free tickets to, I not a WCW guy, but like I'm going to a free wrestling show. Hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Like, yeah. Hell yeah. I love yeah. so so to end this match again, like how storylines are so intertwined with one another. Um, Adonis comes out and he's dressed like a like a fat sweat hog from the audience, <laughs> as Jesse Ventura calls him. He's got a dress on and sneakers and, and a wig and a hat. I can't believe Hogan out. punched a fat old woman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then Piper hurt. comes out like furious with that crutch. Yeah, that that's a great point. That was the first time I think we saw on national TV Piper coming to Hogan's aid. Right. You can see the ref give him the crutch. And yet he swings the crutch at Hogan's wife. Still, right. right? Like, so yeah. we, we talked about on Piper's pit about how weak the chair shots looked onto Piper's right. knee. But this this shot with the crutch was legit. Like he oh, that full Adonis out t- swings t- at Adrian Adonis, man. Yeah. And even uh even Vince reacts to it of like, I forget right. exactly what he said, but he was like, Oh my God, here it is. <laughs> he tells us later it shattered his elbow. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yep. They show it multiple times later on in the night. Uh, it's really great. Hogan's got a pose of course, as per usual. Puts on the wig. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Hogan, you know, he's, he's funny. Like, he does that kind of stuff yeah. once in a while. Like if something's in the ring, he'll like put it on. Right. Give Hogan credit. Give him shit. So we got to give him credit sometimes. Shaking his rump out there too while <laughs> yeah. he's posing. Like I like this unique. this Hogan, like earlier Hogan. Oh, no, like, yeah. Not the Hogan cool. that we like were introduced Free to. Rock and wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. Not yeah, WrestleMania 9 Hogan. Yeah. Not WrestleMania 9 Hogan. No. <laughs> All right. So before we continue with this card, uh, we have to do our usual what's in the cooler. Um, I'm going to start us off. I've got a uh, 21st Amendment tropical IPA. Uh, I don't know if this is new. I didn't do my homework on it, but uh, you guys were all doing family things when I sent it to you the other night. Um, so oh, you did send that through. Yeah, I totally it's forgot. good. It's not. It's not as good as Hell or High Watermelon, of course. Um, but it's a rare standard size can on this show. I know. Yeah. Twelve ouncer. Twelve ounce. You know, I like my twelve packs. Old school. Twenty <laughs> first Amendment does a good job with their beers. I'm I'm uh, interested to try that one. I'll have yeah. to go find it. So if you look at the can, it's got Abe Lincoln 
right from Mount Rushmore with yeah. sunglasses. He and- was also at my bachelor party. Yes, he was. Yes. Wow. <laughs> it's <a> very. <laughs> my son, when we when he saw the beer in the back of the car, he's like, "Daddy, this looks like you." I was like, "I don't look no. like Abe Lincoln, but thank you." <laughs> I think it's, I don't know. It's I think the sunglasses. Like, it's you got the Abe Lincoln vibes. Actually, it's yeah, the hair. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's the hair. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Who wants to go? Uh, why don't, uh, our guest. Tom. Yeah, guest. Guess what, what, what do you have? first? There's I'm sorry. I apologize. I can bring for the occasion. Broken. Oh, appropriate. oh, there we go. So that's what I'm drinking today. Is that the OG or the lager? No, it's Love the OG. It. It's the OG. Right there. Nice. nice. Matt, what do you got? I haven't found a lager yet. I have to go look for it still. The, the broken skull is always welcome here on the uh, extra cooler show, but I have another local one for me. I've talked about Hudson Valley brewery a bunch over the last few weeks. I stopped by again and um, I know that they've been, you know, I've talked to them about being the best in, in to me, the best in the world at doing um, sour IPAs. Unfortunately, this one is not one of their sour IPAs, but it's one of their, their staples. Um, it is called Pillow Hat. It is a little IPA with uh, dry hopped with Galaxy Hops. Um, it's only a four percenter, so taking it light tonight. But uh, always a fun can. This one just has clouds on it. And uh, yeah. cheers, fellas. That's a good one, Mikey. Yeah, I also went local uh, this evening. You know, uh, I went down to the local brewery and I got a Modelo. <laughs> uh, oh wow! Wait, you live in Mexico? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You've well, got, yeah, you got those triple A. Uh, I watched triple yeah. A, not WWE. Right. Um, <laughs> this episode drops on the Cinco de Mayo, so yeah, very appropriate. Yeah. You so came I, prepared. I did. I threw a little lime in there, stuck my thumb in there, and I tipped it over. <laughs> you know, made sure the lime gets all in there. And, uh, you know, it's perfect for this time of year. Modelo over Corona. Hell life. yeah. Agreed. Jim. I've got, got I've got other half as almost mm. always. Uh, I've got the American cheese, which Nick slandered <laughs> on our Discord channel. <laughs> that uh, what do you say? American cheese sounds disgusting for a beer, but they advertise it as just like American cheese. It's cheese free. On the uh, <laughs> it looks like the craft singles though on the yes, can, which does. are repugnant, right? Yes. Like yeah, oh, yeah. or Boar's Head or Land O'Lakes, you know, like yeah. if you're gonna get American yeah. cheese, let's yeah. get the deli. It's an slice. interesting title name for a beer, is what I thought. Yeah, you know? they always do that kind of crap though. So but oh, this is course. delicious. This is delicious. So although recently I've been doing ShopRite pre-sliced American cheese, you can't do the pre-slice because it comes out like Six yeah, slices thick. Yeah, it's oh, just yeah. it's yeah. way too much. Can't have so, grilled cheese with that. Yeah, uh, no, you can. It's actually good for <laughs> yeah, grilled yeah, cheese, exactly. but like really, on a yeah. normal sandwich, no, it's just yeah, way no. too much. The cheese yeah. to meat ratio and the bread—it's yeah, all, it's yeah, all, yeah, all, no. it's all messed up. I don't can't mess with it. the ratio on a sandwich. Nope. Exactly. We are New Yorkers. We're New Yorkers yeah. here. Don't mess with the ratio. All right, moving right along. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't think we'd get into grilled cheese, but I, we, we could spend 30 minutes on grilled cheese if we wanted to. You know, get it nice and crispy, you know? But so I, did, I did not. Grilled cheese tip. Don't what do you got? Butter on your bread. Put a little bit of mayo on it. Yes. I've heard, I've heard mayo, this. Huh? Amazing. We started that uh, last huh. summer. Makes a world of a difference. Easier to spread, too, like yeah. when you're grilling it. Yeah. Yep. Lost. Thing. I like it. Lost. Yeah, this guy doesn't like mayo. So anyway, we're, we're gonna no, move right along. Like mayo when you, yeah. What are you a miracle whip guy? No, disgusting. <laughs> Just disgusting. Mayo. Looks is right disgusting. off, man. 
<laughs> anyway, uh, speaking of blah, we're going to cut to uh, Jake in the shower for the second time uh, with Mean Gene. I mean, can you imagine being in Mean Gene's tux, standing in a hot, steamy shower at that moment? Like, poor guy's got to be dripping. But um, Jake's, take, Jake. Jake's taking one of those like hungover showers at this point. Where you're just like, you're, you're <laughs> sitting you know down in the shower like, oh, I can't get out of here. We, we have to know if there's any snake owners out there that are listening to the show. And why do you have to bathe a snake? I went to go like Google search it and the drain snakes came up and that scared uh, the absolute shit out of me. So I closed the window very quickly and just tried to block it out of my head. So if anybody has an explanation, please let us know. My nephew had a python and he never took a shower with it. <laughs> but I know good I good know. Good, good, I, I want to shake that kid's hands. <laughs> All right, so our match is Jake the Snake Roberts versus Ricky the Dragon Steamboat and uh the we are finally introduced to um Steamboat's partner if you will uh the what do you call it the dragon and it is oh, a little, yeah, a little yeah, gator yeah. um it's and to be a komodo dragon they call it a komodo not. dragon yeah it's definitely a baby croc so <laughs> this is the downfall of it being 2022 and there being high definition because back in the day in i don't believe that i don't on a believe static that. tv man no. you could have gotten no. away with this no, no. problem it's just no a, way big scaly no. animal roaming around the ring i'm if sure you know the guys anything about animals come, really all right fine the nosebleeds fine like I, <laughs> so you gotta worry on. about the thousand people around ringside come on instead man of, if, yeah you, you, uh, you're watching superstars in the morning you know the jack Hanna show comes um, comes on after <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It like was you know, missing the crown, like yeah, around yeah, the head. Komodo yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dragon's a problem. Like they got. I mean, not that the gator isn't, but like, right? I don't know. This is they, they really try to pull fast. Well, one, Steamboat lent him his head bandana and tied up up his mouth. Shut, so <laughs> yeah. yes, you know that'll true. that'll do. Um, right. he, it, it's it's interesting. Anybody does, have anything? Does to say Jake about tell uh, Gene yeah, to go back worried. to selling encyclopedias? Is that what? <laughs> did I get that? <laughs> A great yeah. line. I mean, Gene quickly responded, he never sold in cycle. I guess this was the ending of the feud from when Jake uh, DDT'd Ricky the Dragon Steamboat on the uh, outside on the concrete. Yeah, he legitimately <laughs> knocked him unconscious. He was, I mean, they said he did. Yeah, it looked pretty mean. I mean, like, ooh, that's one of those ones you're like, maybe he did. Yeah, like, it's, it's always fun when you're not really sure. Yeah. I feel oh, like Steamboat yeah. was always that guy that was the sacrificial lamb, like Savage with the belt. Don Morocco hung him over the top rope with the yeah e belt. Like he always got beat up in a, but it was a fun match, a fun feud. It was hell yeah, yeah. It it was it was it was really fun. Like I was saying earlier to the guys, um, the the cool part about this thing, this event that we're watching, is we know all of these guys, but we're watching them in an era before we really got into them. Absolutely. Um, and to, to me, that's like the most fun part is, is watching them before they hit what we considered their peak, which might not have actually been their peak. Right. Um, you know, but it, it, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. The part of the mythology of the show is we all come in around 91 and Jake is a good guy. Right. And right. Uh, so it's, and we see him become a bad guy, but it's interesting to see him here as the bad guy, the heel again. Um, and what I found amazing is this is 1986 and 10 years later, he's in that match against Austin at King right. of the Ring where he looks 
way over the hill, oh, right? Yeah. Like gone. And it 10 years back then felt like forever, but now it's a blink of the eye. But it's right. amazing that like that span right there for, for Jake's career is pretty wild from yeah. just 86 to 96, I think. See, I didn't even put it together now, but this is like pre jobber territory when we were talking like superstars and like just the shows yeah. that we've that we've spoken about recently and here's the segue if you wanted to get into tearing us apart for the jobber draft because uh, oh. i know you both have comments save, save it save, save it. it okay yeah, yeah, we've, we've it. got we've got a later. festivus airing of grievances <laughs> yeah, yeah we're gonna save that for later and you guys can, can oh. come at me because nice. i want to talk i want to talk about jake pulling out the snake and then uh, Ricky the Dragon what, Steamboat. Come again? What did you say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was hoping. He does have that. tights out back <laughs> on, actually. Yeah. He, uh, he, he, you got Steamboat who pulls out that the dragon uses it basically like a, a proton pack. Yeah. <laughs> and Jake is his state puff marshmallow man. <laughs> what is happening? The way he's like shooting it at him. <laughs> I, I like animals. And it's, it. it's it's hard for me to watch. I'm like those poor animals. Man. <laughs> right? I yeah. felt bad. Steamboat didn't look comfortable holding it. No, yeah. not by at the all. leg. I'm like, <laughs> not at all. Oh, I mean, I would. <laughs> all right. Uh, next up, we've got a uh, backstage again, man. Okerlin constantly. He's with Hogan and uh, Okerlin's a hero. He's so he really is at his job. It's amazing how they let guys like that just basically like carry the show like yeah. through the waves of it um and he's talking about hulk and hulk's referencing everything that happened with piper in the ring um and how he's never going to trust him and uh, he tells us really dares to tell hogan on. that he almost lost to to orndorff and hogan goes get off that mean gene <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah like matt matt slipped in there uh hogan tells us how he's turned on and yeah. refers to himself as judge hogan Judge the whole thing is a court like uh yeah it turns it into like a court thing <laughs> all right so <laughs> we've got our homework analogy oh yeah <laughs> yeah no yeah we are we are at our homework uh the the iron Sheik with slick versus roddy piper and once again you would i think like if you if you hit play, I don't know if you would really see Iron Sheik entering the picture here with Piper based on everything that Piper has done um, in this first like half hour of the show, you know, with with going to help out Hogan and uh, the, the promos beforehand. But again, Piper is not not fit to compete. So uh, he's got to forfeit his match. No, he's got a replacement there because Sheik wants a match. Um, so this is the match that that Tom threw out there for the homework. And as much as I want to bust his chops that this match is 43 seconds, uh, I, I'm so happy because it, it's been a lot of fun watching this. Yeah, we um, only got into the match and we've had a lot of fun. Right. <laughs> like we see, so we see a clip of Jesse interviewing Iron Sheik and Slick as they pulled up in a limo. And again, I'm not going to sit here and act like I knew, uh, like I know everything. I I don't even really recall or recall knowing that Slick was paired up with the Iron Sheik. I was going to say that, yeah. Um, was that for How long, long that or last? was it like yeah. a very like flash-in-the-pan type thing? I think uh, Freddie Blassie had sold their contracts to uh... – Slick as he got older, and oh, that's how man. that happened. I love that the manager is selling their contracts. Yeah. Bring back contracts, man. AEW could totally do that. Yeah, one thousand yeah. percent could. could do that. They yeah, could. That, that's how he became their manager for a while. 
Interesting. Class, he couldn't be on the road all the time anymore. Is this uh, or is this like the beginning of Slick? Yeah, I would say that was right. Must be right. Yeah, yeah, that was because I don't think he was at WrestleMania two, and he was at WrestleMania three. So. But this is like she, Iron Sheik is like a guy that you would talk about now how he needs a mouthpiece and you mm. can see why like like a slick helps him um because I like he's just like flexing yeah yeah, like. yeah flexing uh and and they come out of this white limo and slicks basically like building <laughs> up and and Sheik strips down to next to nothing <laughs> and, and does his pose down in the middle of the parking lot um, ventura, and slick, ventura and slick are great together too like they, they really, really play are. well oh, yeah. off each other they know what they're doing there a happy wrestler is a champion wrestler. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All I could Love picture Slick. is, um, you know, the stories that they keep telling on like the the A and E biographies with Slick, uh, not Slick, sorry, <laughs> Sheik. Um, and that, that <laughs> I want to watch a Slick A and E. I forget what it's called. That he would do the thing spinning those, around his those his hammers, right? Those, yeah, like, mallets. Oh, and yeah. Now they all tried it, and nobody can do it. He's a tank. Yeah. No. I ran number one. <laughs> I love the boots too. I saw him at uh, the Westchester County Center at my first wrestling event. I was in like preschool or kindergarten. I had an ear infection and I went with my dad and my uncles and my grandfather. <laughs> they and, made you go. Like, yeah, yeah you're yeah. going. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're coming with us. And <laughs> the Iron Sheep and uh, Junkyard Dog are like the only two things I remember from the That's event. Cool. Um, Man, but anyway, awesome. so. So match time, we've got uh, Pedro Morales is in the ring Poor Pedro. As, uh, as Piper's uh, replacement. And Piper basically tells him, get the hell out of the ring. And uh, and he does. And uh, Piper uses the crutch right away on Iron Sheik. And uh, Sheik rips off Piper's shirt and chokes him out with the shirt. Uh, it's a lot of hammering, like not a lot of hammering, about like 20 seconds of, of punching and hitting back and forth. And uh, she pulls Piper up for a suplex and Piper turns it into a small package, holds the tight for a win. And 43 seconds later, it's we've officially spoken about the match longer than it actually took place. <laughs> <laughs> but it just goes to show you how smart Piper worked to have the match. Right like that like it was just great booking told a story believable yeah it made me want to go and and look more into the timeline and and like you would see this kind of thing now in wrestling when a guy is actually hurt and like he goes out there and has either like some sort of quick squash match just to protect them um but it's it's great man you know you we could sit there and bust tom's chops about the short match but Piper is so involved in this entire card that it's hard. Yeah, it's hard to yeah. get away with that. That's what um, it is, though, right? It's like it's the Piper show in a way. Yeah, with, it yeah. really is. Piper is Piper is to me the highlight of this Saturday night's main event. He's my favorite part um, because he's got the 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 pre-match interview. He's got the match. He's got the post-match interview, which we haven't even gotten to. It's the best um, part. Yeah, it is. So, it, it's incredible. I, I didn't even realize, like Tom said, he's coming off of filming They Live, which is like one of my favorite movies. So that's, man, man, Piper's on fire at this point. <laughs> Came back for that final run to lead up to WrestleMania 3, and it was a hell of a run. You know, even the Piper's Pits with Hogan and Andre, he hosted right. all of them. Like, he was so involved in everything. He could do anything. 
Yeah. Sorry, Matt. I, Matt, I cut you off. No, totally fine. I actually was just going to correct myself. And earlier I spoke about, uh, Piper obliterating, uh, somebody with the crutch it was actually in the beginning of this match here so even before the bell rings um this is where this is where piper as as vince says piper lets them have it <laughs> and just absolutely <laughs> obliterates uh chic with the with the uh crutch here as he charges at him and then <laughs> sorry i misspoke i need to no. fix myself i apologize I hey we've talked about the uh refs in the past on these saturday main events uh we've with pig vomit of course but this one actually looks like he's related to mikey work rate i believe <laughs> <laughs> this uncle vito from jackass yeah, yeah he looks like he no he looks like he eats uh raviolis for breakfast you know <laughs> chef boy d jim chef boy d <laughs> Oh, he looks like he'd be God. like an uncle or something. Come on. He looks like Uncle Vito, man. <laughs> Skinnier Uncle Vito. I like that. I, I'm just glad I got Mikey Workrate up off the couch there. <laughs> the what? Let me throw a little something else at you guys because if you you probably don't even realize this, but as a kid, as an 11 year old watching this, this was still professional wrestling. It hadn't become sports entertainment yet. Yeah. Yep. And you can actually right. see the difference in the booking of the matches and how it seemed and the way Vince McMahon even sold it as the announcer and how good of a commentator was Vince. Yes. Mm. We were so we we mentioned that once before. Um is there any other better dance partner for Vince McMahon, do you think, Tom, um, than Jesse Ventura? No. Right? No. The two of them are incredible. I mean you know, if you even notice if you go back and listen enough, uh Jesse gets in little jabs about him owning the company and being the boss before yes. anybody even really yeah. yeah so like and he would like and he would do it in such subtle ways like like right. it was so good together right and so. you know like back to your comment about uh the sports entertainment i love sports entertainment i love wrestling but this is like this is so cool to watch this type of wrestling and and we've gotten away from this like as wrestling fans a lot obviously um, but to me, it's so it's the, the nostalgia is it's on a different level. Yes. Vince is restrained here, too. I think mean, we dog on Vince a lot on this show later when he, you know, what a maneuver Vince. Right. And um, one, two, he's got him. But um, here he's he's restrained and I, I it it works so well. And it's I think it's because, like you said, it's not quite sports entertainment yet. It's right. Treated real. Did Tom, do you did you believe still at this point? I was 11 years old, so I'm sure I did. Yeah. 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 I remember like my dad trying, oh, it's not real. And then I remember he, my first live event was at a church on Staten Island and um, George Animal Steel was there. And this is pretty much the only thing I remember is that he ran in the crowd at us. Uh, <laughs> my father's lap because I was scared. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. yeah. Understandable. I would think like, so. Like, this is real, Dad. This is not. <laughs> yeah. What a story. That's awesome. I love that. Is, that is great. So um, I do I do have to point out one thing about Vince after this Piper victory. He says, what I believe has to be one of his greatest victories about Roddy Piper beating the Iron Sheik in 43 yeah. seconds yeah. With, a, with a small package, small package. and pulling the tights. <laughs> Who do you think uh, Vince's worst p- partner was? DiBiase? Oh, oh, oh yeah. DiBiase is brutal. We covered He's, that event where he where DiBiase was there, right? Which which one was it? Was it a Royal it Rumble? Rumble or I think it was a Rumble. Series? I think it's a Rumble 94. I think it is Rumble 94. And he yeah. is just pitifully oh, four, yeah. bad. 
pit yeah. and Vince's and Vince's like irate at him through. Yeah, yeah. You can hear yeah. it in Vince's voice. He's almost like looking for Jesse the entire time because he has yeah. like per- Mr. Perfect in there at some point, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know if you remember if you remember this or if I'm just aging myself again, but on Superstars of Wrestling, Vince used to do it with Bruno San Martino. Oh, oh I, wow. I, and Bruno just gave Vince nothing to work with. Like, yeah, I can <laughs> see that. Yeah, I don't remember, yeah. but I can see that. It wasn't like a Ventura or a Heenan. And not that it was bad. It was just different. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm going to have to find some of that stuff. Yeah. It's uh, his voice is to me is like, honey, like, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's, it is. He is so good. I, yeah. And we talked about like that return that he had, what, in like 99 yeah. Uh, oh God. It was. Oh, it was raw. It's a nightmare. Yeah. It yeah, was not good. It was the ring of SummerSlam. He's yeah. cutting a promo though. There. That's just. Yeah. Oh, don't. No. The, the less said about it, the better. Yep. Yep. <laughs> All right. So anyway, Mean Gene is uh, continuing to work overtime. He's in the locker room with Piper, and this is probably <laughs> the highlight of the event for me personally. Um, you've got Piper in there. He's got a like a a cup of Coke with ice, and his shirt is still like it's pretty much completely ripped off except for the left sleeve it is still on and he's holding on for dear life. Um, and it's just, again, it's, it talks about the way Jim, how, how did you describe it earlier with, with Piper? Because this guy goes from, oh, he's zero to yeah. six. He's uh he gets lathered up. And, yes. Uh, lathered you know. up is a great way. And he lathers himself up as he dumps the Coke on his, on yeah, his literally, literally, he doesn't have rabies. No, he goes, he, zero to 60 in five seconds flat. <laughs> I mean, what's he say? He looks like an upstate map of New York. Yes. That's like an Adirondacks <laughs> reference. Like he's like making, he's no, like, his, and I don't think he thinks about this stuff before. Yeah. I think he's all like, yeah, but, it's all like, in the moment. He talks yeah. about Adrian Adonis and his beautiful pectorals and how he looks as if he had six litters of puppies, stretch marks that look like an upstate map of New York. I mean, <laughs> it doesn't get, like you said, this, I'm, I'm watching this and I'm rewinding it. I'm like, he yeah, definitely thought of that on, like, on what the did fly. He say? Yeah. It must have been when uh, they had Coke, cocaine included in the Coca-Cola. These are things they won't get away with today. On no, that's for no, sure. and that's all I kept thinking about. Like, like he just body shamed the hell out of Adrian Adonis. Like that's not working now in 2022. If, if you thought that was weird, I'm telling you, go back and watch those flower shops when Piper came on. Yeah, I will. check that out. Yeah. That are so much worse that you yeah. would never believe on TV. With if Piper's involved, I believe it. Like I have the link saved. I'll send them to you. Yes, please. It's even the WrestleMania 8 promo, he's talking about making a ham sandwich. <laughs> yeah. Shit. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's no, he's always whatever comes to his mind. He uh this is also the second time on this episode that we've seen someone doused in Coca-Cola, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. I believe DiBiase does it to a referee. Uh yep. one of the matches we covered. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, totally forgot about that. All right. So now we've got uh, our our best of three falls WWF tag team championship match. The dream team with with Johnny V versus the British Bulldogs, who are the champions. And uh, these are like little like tidbits that I wish I knew how often they occurred. Like best of three falls. Not often. No, right? European no, rules. European rules. Yeah. Yeah. Ventura not happy about the European rules. But <laughs> right, not often. Like I feel like I did not hear about a best out of uh, of three. It was so very I, fair even back then. Right. Demolition Hearts is the first one I remember right. at uh, yeah. SummerSlam. Same. Yeah. 90. But this this match for me personally 
probably takes the cake on the card. Um, I was so incredibly entertained um, by the match itself. I love the break in between each fall um, and how like cuts to mean gene in the locker room at one point and he's he's given us our update about adrian adonis after the first uh first fall so the dream team wins that first fall and then we cut to mean gene and he's letting us know that uh adrian adonis has been hurt and will be out of action for for an extended period of time and that we get to see the highlights um of Adonis getting hit with that crutch and like jim said earlier his elbow shattered or his arm shattered um and then boom, right back to to fall number two, uh, and, and Dynamite Kid. It, it's Dynamite, incredible. Dynamite what Kid is fun to watch, right? right? What, yeah, how right, good what is a Dynamite spot Kid? Nineteen eighty six. Yeah, Dynamite Kid is though, right? Tom, you could tell us like he is. That's he was. Snap- he's a revelation back then. Oh my gosh, that snap suplex! Nobody's ever done it like him since. Right. No. Before him, um, I just watching that whole match, like you forget how good Beefcake and Valentine were yeah. as a team, and then the Bulldogs, like, and I remember as a kid watching the match, and when they won the first round, I'm thinking, oh my god, <laughs> right? Else? Yeah, how are we gonna come back and do it? That's what you think of as an 11 year old, as 47 year old me. If this happens, you're like, okay, they're gonna right. come back and win the next two, right? That's the stuff you miss watching it from that yeah. perspective, but uh, but yeah. Like Valentine was such a good worker. I don't think he gets nearly no. enough credit. No. The way he does that face plant, he did it a couple of times oh, during yeah. this match. He was as good, if not better, than Flair with the face plant today. Yeah. Valentine feels like a, when you're watching him, he seems like a legitimate tough guy, too. Like he's like the last guy you'd want to get into a fight in the bar with, I yeah. feel like, because he would like pound the shit out of you. It's a young beefcake. He's not the barber yet. This he's not like, bad, right? He's, he's not lean, bad at all. Rocking the yeah. Zubaz. Oh, he's not bad. They worked well as a team together. Yeah. They really did. I, um, It was fun. I loved the Bulldogs. I think Lou Albano was probably retired by now, but he had managed them. The Bulldogs. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I don't know. It's, uh, it, it, this, again, a lot of fun. Bulldog looks like skinny compared to everybody else in this match. It just popped uh, in my, my head. To digress, I can't believe we didn't talk about the Heart Foundation promo in this this card. Incredible promo. I'm sorry to go in from left field here. <laughs> Where you know with the great production value. I'm sorry, but I, uh, the tag team wrestling just you know what I'm talking about, right? Like, how do we just gloss over that incredible work from Anvil and Brett? Sorry, back to the, back to the Bulldogs. <laughs> Uh, Johnny, great manager back in the day. He was part of the Johnny Brothers tag team. Johnny, right? Jerry, I'm old. I just remember all this stuff. That's awesome. (laughs) No, it's incredible, and that's why I'm so glad that we finally got you on this show because I I was thinking about it, and I said to one of the guys, I was like, I I feel like Tom can open our eyes to like an era that we're watching for the first time. Um, And you know, we've dabbled in it here and there, but not this. And this 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 makes me really want to dive in because yeah. during this era, I was watching like not necessarily this era, but around here, I was watching like Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling. That was my introduction to the wrestling world. When I was um, watching this last night, my only thought was like, man, I'd rather watch an episode of this every week than Monday Night Raw. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> <yeah. laughs> no it's good in it. the 80s stuff, though, like you said, like you're saying, Nick, like I never, I, always respected it but i never really took the time to watch i'd watch the wrestlemanias and stuff but i'd be like eh, because it wasn't my time i started watching in 91 and that's yeah. you know when you're a kid and when you first start watching that's your 
that core of nostalgia of you go back to. I'd rather to. watch this than Dana Brooke winning the 24-7 title. <laughs> All right. Well, now that you, you make that point, um, maybe not. But <laughs> All right. So can, so we go, can we go back to that second fall and that spot out of, out of uh, Dynamite Kid? So essentially, okay. you've got British Bulldog in the, in the ring, hits his power slam, but um, Beefcake comes in to try to interfere and uh, not let him get the tag, picks him up in a fireman's carry, and now he has him on his back as he goes to tag in Dynamite Kid. Dynamite Kid climbs to the top, then jumps off of the top rope onto the back of um, Brutus Beefcake, who is still yeah. on the shoulders of Davy Boy Smith and, and lands the headbutt for the one, two, three. Like, this is 1986, and yeah. that is one incredible spot that i'm mm-hmm. like surprised we haven't added seen out recently with all of the uh paying homage going on to uh to old school wrestling here so this this was just like mind-blowing to me watching this um and this yeah. finish of the second fall but, i feel like this match needs to be on i, I know the net when they had the network and they had that hidden, hidden gem section yeah that this match to me needs to be on there yeah is there so, a better power slam than davy boy smith's power no slam? Nah, he's good no, the fact that that dude could sell that as his finisher is incredible. Davy Boy can move a lot better here yeah. too. He's he's good. No braids. I know Dynamite always got the <laughs> Dynamite. Yeah, no braids. He's Most, more aerodynamic. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, we're gonna move right along because we've got the end of this card, uh, and I know it's not super exciting to some. Um, um, but how to dare us, you? How dare you? To, to us, uh, we've got Leaping Lanny Poffo versus Kamala, the Ugandan headhunter, with <laughs> yeah, the wizard too. and Kim Chi. Um, I love how we we get a promo, but I, I'm jumping right to it because it starts off the match with with uh, Lenny Poffo, who looks like. A young Johnny Drama um, oh, from I thought Entourage. He like Freddie Mercury. Yeah, I was going to yeah, go with Freddie, yeah, Freddie Mercury. Mercury. Right, so. It's the mustache. Um, it's the mustache. But uh, he's in the ring throwing frisbees out to the crowd. Frisbees. Yeah. And uh, I love it how it starts up off, and he's doing backflips and kip ups. <laughs> and I mean, I could just Mala hear him is? reciting. No. <laughs> Will you be serious? <laughs> it's, it, this is very entertaining to me. Talk about sports entertainment. Yeah. I love when Pafo does the kip up and then yes. just out of nowhere, you see Kamala do his like leapfrog, like <laughs> yeah. cheerleader style, like split jump it, it, yep. just to like show I could do that too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Leaping Lanny Pafo, I feel like he was so ahead of his time with the way he was moving around the ring. Oh, definitely. He was just a jobber back then. Whippy no, shit, yeah, as Vince would say. Yeah. It's just, you know, Macho Man probably brought him in with him. He's like, hey, listen, bring my brother and they make him a jobber. But, like, I feel like the guy could have been much more than what he was if given a shot. And I don't even mean a genius. He could have been. Leaned into the microphone to make a genius joke. <laughs> I like that um, this match is the last match in the card, right? And uh, as a this is a substitute for Saturday night live. Like Saturday night live famously has like the 1250 sketch. That's like always offbeat in an oddball thing that sometimes like catches fire where not that this caught fire or anything, but like, <laughs> I think in Saturday night main event, like you always find this last match is like this exact kind yes. of match leaving Lenny Poffo versus Kamala 
And but it's but it's fun. I love it. It's like it such is. a little, nice little snapshot mm-hmm. of of the other stuff that was going yep. on. And then we're the so, undercard. We're so trained currently in the world of wrestling that like you know everything goes off like with with a hot segment, and this is just you know Vince and Ventura recapping the event and and everything that happened. Um, it, it, it's awesome. So. I think we're done talking about Saturday night's main event, but we have to do our usual cans in the cooler. Um, and, you know, at first I say this all the time. I watch it twice. Usually I watch it once and then I watch it a second time and take some notes. And uh, at first I was like, ah, you know, I'll give it a three out of five, but man, the, I feel like I legitimately learned stuff from this homework. So I'm going to give it four cans out of five. Uh, thank you, Tom, because it was, it was, it was a lot of fun. I'm going to yeah, go right I, after you. That's my grade four out of five. Like I, I, it's just fun. I, I love watching these. I, it's so much fun. It's just a perfect little way to spend an hour of watching old yeah. school wrestling. And again, it's October 4th, 1986. It's season two, episode four on Peacock. If anybody wants to check out the Saturday night's main event, uh, who else wants to give it a cans and cooler Tom, why don't you go? Okay. So I think the nostalgia fact for me, like reliving the memories of watching it the first time, I have to give it a four and a half out of five because Excellent. it brought me back to watching it like little things I forgot. I was I was literally sitting at my dining room table watching it on my iPad, just popping it like the stuff. And it's like it was Hogan so picking up my, uh, Orkeland and putting him down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and carried out by the cops. And it was great. The whole show. A lot of highlights. Yeah. Awesome. Mike, what do you got? Do well, I got I'm going to go with the three and a half. You out of five. Oh, Mikey work. Yeah, Mikey work. Coming in hot. You <laughs> son of a bitch. That's still a good score. That's like a B plus, man. <laughs> Not shitting on it. It's it's very good. It's great. Nostalgia. Uh, I just think maybe it's uh, you, need, you wanted more. Mo- you wanted Saturday more moon breasts. You wanted more. I moon breasts. did want more moon breasts. More uh, moon <laughs> on the belly button too. Uh, but yeah, that was just too late in the evening for me. So I, I have to give it a three point five. <laughs> Matt, bring us back. <laughs> bring us back. It's it's getting four cans in a cooler, and uh, it it may have been able to get to four and a half with yeah. the uh, with the reverse crowd surfing of uh, the one and only <laughs> Bobby the Brain Heenan. But I'm sticking it four. This was awesome. It was a uh, a, a nice surprise after us learning that it was only a 43 second match. I was like, what yeah. are, what are we going to talk about? And then here we are, an hour in, and it was incredible. So cheers. You know what was uh, missing for me. The, you remember the last time we did Saturday Night Main Event when it was like King Kong Bundy yeah, in space? Sure, like oh, that yeah. kind of graphic. <laughs> wasn't weird yeah. enough if for you. had that, it would have been a four for me. <laughs> Matt, can we put the Heart Foundation uh, promo in the outro, please? So I, I, I wasn't going to call you out on it, but now that you've brought it up a second time, I am fairly certain <laughs> that that Heart Foundation <laughs> promo actually kicks off the next oh, Saturday oh. Night's Main Event. So oh, I think you've bad. messed up here. I am a drunk. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, it it is pretty incredible with the uh, yeah they with, cut. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. So I think both, I just let I let it roll, man. <laughs> Thanks to go Tom, I was like, I'm letting this shit roll. <laughs> you got to find that one. You got to find also the robe on that Macho Man is wearing. Yeah. It's like kind of got like 
a headdress behind it like Charlotte Flair would kind of wear right now. It's it's primo. So go and start watching the the follow up to oh, this so Saturday good. night's main event <laughs> as well, uh, just for the Heart Foundation promo. Oh, it's magic. Like a few months ago, Monday Night Raw started starting off with promos like Saturday night's main event was doing. really like just a couple of quick people right. doing like really quick segments like that. I'm like, well, this feels fun. They're doing something different. Right. And then they just stop. So I don't of know. Of course. Why. Of course. Um, Vince, well, we did this once before. It doesn't matter yeah. how, pal. I need Jesse in his book. We need sure. <laughs> I would love to know. This is an interesting question. Go back and watch how many people what the ratings were for these Saturday right. events back in the day. Mm. They're probably huge, right? Like they had to be like, not huge, but I'm sure there was four yeah. channels. You could tell us you watched on your old, uh, you know, that furniture style TV, right? You know, did you have <laughs> that? I love that thing. See in New York. Yeah. No, yeah. And the dial. I think yeah, it's pre, it's pre dial. It's pre like the push button, right? It's pre push button cable on a dial. Was Fox started back in 86 yet? Or was it just, I don't know. I don't think so. I think it might've just been the three channels. Yeah. I miss Maybe those days. W O R W P I X, but yeah. Oh, W P I X. We could start a whole podcast yeah. about that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. So uh Matt has just returned from uh, a trip over to getting stretched by uh Stu Hart in his dungeon. Ugh. And uh, he's gonna guide us through uh our extra credit top three uh stories. Matt, take it away. Let's do it. The Extra Cooler Show is a proud member of the Pod Foundation. The Pod Foundation is a partnership between ourselves, the Chick Foley Show, Turnbuckle Tavern, and Coming Down the Aisle. We are committed to bringing wrestling fans everywhere the best content possible and sharing our love for all things professional wrestling. Be sure to follow at Pod Foundation on Instagram and Twitter to interact with us and stay up to date on all of our shows. We are back for some extra credit with our extra cooler top three. The extra cooler top three spotlights are top stories from the week that was in pro wrestling brought to you by Chalkline. Chalkline brings you our favorite officially licensed WWE apparel on jackets, shorts, and more at chalk-line.com. And the pod foundation will save you 10% when you enter PF10 at checkout. It's on pre-order. The don't call me Hasbro extra cooler jacket <laughs> is now up for pre-order. So Round two. if you missed it the first time, go on over to Chalkline, put in PF10, get your 10% off. And uh man, it's it it's cool to see it pop up on like your, your targeted ads now. Yes. And like Facebook and it's Instagram wild. and all of that. And all of a sudden you're just plastered with this extra yeah. cooler artwork is is pretty dang sweet. So uh cheers to that and cheers to our uh, our good friends over at Chalkline. But let's dive into some honorable mention from the week that was. We have AEW and Tiny Tony has announced a super show in Chicago for June 26th with New Japan Pro Wrestling. It will be called Forbidden Door. And man, this this is going to be a fun time. It feels like it's going to be something that happens year over year. It feels like this is something that will, will repeatedly come back, but oh man, I, the, the possibilities are endless and we'll, we'll get to it in story number three, but um, you know, just seeing talent like Ishii that's here and doing the, the rounds here on the U S side. Um, but man, I'm, I'm excited for what this could potentially be and uh, where Tony and, the rest of AEW will take it. So high hopes for this one. 
You're picking up on this tiny Tony shit now too. Oh, I like it. I like it. It just rolls off the tongue. It feels very New York. What do you, you guys got against this guy? He's out there living he his sucks. best life. He's in the Jaguars war room. <laughs> Good for him. I don't. I just don't want to see him on my screen. The the while they're doing this introduction of Forbidden Door, they they of course had to like stick it up, and uh, you know you had Switchblade come out, you've got Adam Cole, and he's out there like apologizing to the New Japan executive that's there, and uh, the 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 acting makes me call him Tiny Tony. So it, and yeah. and again, it's it flows off Twitter account. That's all. It it flows off the tongue. There's a lot of Tonys in my family, <laughs> so it it all works. Um, Let's move into some more somber news on the NXT side. They made 11 releases this past week with um, really the big ones being Persia Parada, Dexter Loomis, Harland, uh, Malcolm Bivens. And the only one that I really want to talk about and the one that I'm most disappointed in is Dakota Kai. I know uh, that's Mike's girl. I see him wiping tears away from his eyes as, <laughs> as we're talking about it. But he's got 2016. She's really been there that long. She's been with she was with NXT since 2016. That's Oof. a long time. Yeah, man. That's Six that's years. wild. That's Dakota, man. Her too. Say again, Tom. She had some big stories down there. Yeah. She did. Two title reigns. Yeah. And I feel like she was kind of in the middle of one again right now. And I know yeah, they but then just they took, booted Raquel like yeah, out they just of took nowhere. Raquel away from her and brought her up to the main roster, Miss Rodriguez now. And uh, man, it's, it's certainly disappointing, but I think it's only disappointing in the moment because I, I, I know that I'll raise my hand that I haven't watched NXT in, in weeks. And um, you know, for me, the possibility of seeing her spread her wings and be able to go out and really contribute and be on my television more is only, yeah. uh, is only a good thing. So that's, that's the only thing I'm, I'm hoping for really. So it's amazing. She was still, yeah, it was amazing. She was still down there. She could have been useful on the main roster, especially after the bloodletting on the, the main roster. I, I She's don't know. like a female Sami Zayn kind of yeah. same kind of like a skill set. I want to say. Interesting. It's like the same move, like the the hell of a kick in the corner there, right? She's good. She's she's compelling. She's I yeah. She's I I don't know. I'm the whole bummed Tegan about Knox story. Yeah, that's maybe that's what happened. Though. Well, you know, never got I, to see. I don't know if you listened to. Uh, I've only seen clips of. Uh, I don't even know what she's going by now. Ember Moon's interview. Um, recently, she's she's Athena, talked about Athena. some body stuff. Athena, thank you. Um some body stuff and, and that being presented to her dressed like Mandy Rose, like, yeah, dressed like Mandy Rose. So like, it makes you wonder like, who like, cares? If, if, like who cares? if Dakota's, you know, got any, any that has to do with it. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. She means I don't really understand it. Bucking against the system and what yeah, they want. Yeah. No, right, fair enough. Exactly. Hey, if that's the case, then yeah, power they to said it. Athena turned down uh, five times her that. salary raise. Huh. They were willing to bump her raise five times. Like she's she she's turned not Mandy Rose. What does she need a meeting to like dress like Mandy Rose? For? Right. Yeah. That's wild. Anyway. All right. Let's dive into the top three. Let's rewind a little bit to Saturday, April 23rd. Nick, Mike, and myself made our way to the Poughkeepsie Mid-Hudson Mid Civic Center, which is actually no longer called the Mid-Hudson Civic Center. <laughs> and we got to take in Rebellion, the Impact pay-per-view. It was, it was a pretty awesome time. What were your takeaways? Awesome. It was, it was awesome. It, it was so cool because so, all right, <clears throat> I'm going to be Marky right now. And I hope that's appropriate for, for the show. And uh, so 
we were tossing around the idea of buying tickets to the show and uh matt cardona got us three tickets to the show i walked we walked in and the way i felt so there's there's there were $65 seats and then $20 general admission seats. We walked in and I was expecting us to have a general admission seat. And that's what our ticket said. You walk in and it's like, you're right. You're at ringside pretty much. Um, mm-hmm. If we wanted to be aggressive, we could have been sitting like on the guardrail pretty much the entire night. Um, but we played it cool. And even from where we were, it was incredible. We were able to shift positions to prop ourselves right next to the stage. Um, so, you know, like we could be like little little kids and run up to the stage during the intros. Um, it was it was very eye opening. Um, you got to chat with Sam Roberts. Right. Yeah. I finally met Sam Roberts face to face. When we walked in, I, I spotted him, said hello. Um, and just a really fun card. The talent that they've picked up and they I, I was very impressed. If they come around, I will be there. My my takeaway was that Cardona, Josh Alexander, who won their title and then Moose are yes. absolute stars. stars. Yeah. Like just watching Moose's entrance and the oh smoke my God. and yeah. the production and him in the robe. Like you can't stop talking about Moose since we oh, it's so <laughs> he was there, so good. I, I I really was in I was really going and and waiting for that Jonah versus Ishii match. And while it was really good and the storytelling was fun, like Moose blew me away. And yeah. just he he's going to be somewhere else like without a doubt there is such a ceiling for what i saw out of him and sure it may be a little raw now but ultimately moose just blew my socks off i thought he was amazing and the story with josh alexander and you know watching the perspective away from the cameras where they had the 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 dedicated camera on his wife and kid and it was it was a really cool experience to be there um the Briscoes showed up on Sunday, so we actually missed the Briscoes. It would have right. been cool to uh, see them be in that that tornado tag or not yep. the tornado tag. The uh, what was it yeah, called? It was an eight the, man like, tag. Eight I man what they called elimination. It. Yeah, um, gauntlet. Glad- that's the word. Gauntlet. Yeah. Yep. There was eight like- man, eight team gauntlet match. It would have been cool to yeah. see the Briscoes. That would have popped me huge. But it was still uh, an amazing event. I got to see an old friend. Uh, Edward S- Simons, who uh, he and I used Edward to Scissorhands. No, Edward Simons, who <laughs> uh, used to um, be in the same music industry, uh, same music. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Community here in, in Poughkeepsie, New York, as well. So, if uh, if you haven't seen his stuff, go check out Dead Lumens uh, at Dead Lumens on Instagram. He is now the official photographer for uh, NWA. So he posts wrestling stuff all the time. Uh, Ed's a really good dude too. So it was good to see him for a couple of minutes there too. But uh, man, I had a blast. I hope you guys did too. And uh, yeah. definitely oh, yeah. in for another round when, uh, when and if there's wrestling again in Poughkeepsie. So cheers, fellas. I had a I'm also night. glad uh, we got when- to see the... Uh, Iconic slash inspiration mm, before yeah. they uh, last match. The boot. Wow, yeah. One question, Nick. You wore the jacket, your jacket, the chocolate jacket. People pop? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> In short, nope. What? It wasn't not that one kind of single crowd, comment. Really. It wasn't that kind of crowd. It, it definitely was not that kind of crowd. Uh, but that's all good. Well, it's you, all can good. Ed- you can edit that out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, let's head to story number two. We saw on AEW this past week, uh, Dax Harwood defeat Cash Wheeler in an Owen tournament qualifying match. Man, we've seen a, a handful of times now callbacks to, you know, old like recreating spots from old Bret Hart matches in particular. We saw it with CM Punk in his first match against Darby. We've seen it with Punk in a handful of times now. Are you guys enjoying the, like paying homage to um, these Bret Hart matches? So you want my true and honest opinion? <laughs> Absolutely. Lazy. Be careful. Bret Hart yeah. is a friend of the show. I like it. I think it's lazy booking. Like I could see a spot here or there, but they're mimicking matches. Like, come on, yeah. do something a little fresh. Great. It was great, but I just don't know if it's a true homage when you're copying it. It's like right. anything else would be copyright infringement. Right. Mm. You you are 100% correct. I'm, I'm with Tom. It's, it's becoming a little excessive. And like you said, lazy booking, I it's, it's fun in the moment to see it and pick it up on social media. But then at the same time, I look at it and I'm like, do we need more of this? I don't, I don't know. And then listening to and, and listening to Punk on commentary during that match kind of didn't make me like him more, if I'm being honest. Um, it kind of like made me like, eh. well, <laughs> I don't mind a spot here or there, but a whole match and it's just happening too much. Stop. So Stop. in the moment while you're watching it, are you realizing that it's no, oh, this is Brett Owen? Now I now I'm I'm looking for it. Okay, so in the moment, like I'm I'm just waiting for somebody to post a video on social afterwards for me to like see it all and 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 take it all in because I don't I certainly didn't pick it up. Sure the the um, the step on the face kind of overhead shot of right. you know the Brett and Owen match. Like yeah, you could pick up that one because it was so iconic. But like while you're watching the match. I never pick up on it. And it was just no. this kind of cool thing afterwards of like, Oh, all right. That's, that's yeah. fun. That's there entertaining. Was few, there was a few pinfalls that I like felt were very mimicking sure. uh, of, of hitman he, matches. Even the finish itself was yeah. straight oh, out yeah. of Brett. Yep. Brett match. So yeah. it, in the moment, it doesn't take away from the, my watching experience, but afterwards now I'm like, okay, here we are. So we're going down this path again. Here's the problem I have with it right is when brett executed it so excellently um these guys aren't doing it in the same capacity in my uh, opinion it doesn't look as good when you watch the side by side right like shout out to our our friends uh, over at heel marks um they tend to usually get to this first when you watch it side by side it's like it doesn't look as good as brett did it so are you really paying homage to him by you know i, I don't know i don't know it's Not it's so fun excellently yeah. executing yeah i don't know i don't I hate think, i don't hate it but i i agree with tom it definitely feels a little lazy the more they do it i would think two guys that have been a tag team for as long as they have could have put on a hell of a match without yes. anything else oh, oh man so so aw on their um on their youtube page they put it out as the FTR six star classic. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I watched that match a That'd second be the time. Best match I've ever and seen I was like, you're going to say that. that match is four stars at best, in my opinion. Um, and I love but, them. I think they're a friend. Yeah. Oh, I do too. 
But yeah, I think they could have, it would have been a little nicer to see them do something on their own with a couple of thrown in things. Yeah. I, I think it impacted me more when the finish it involved that, you yeah. know, yeah. it was, it don't get me wrong. What they're doing and what they did in the ring oh, was awesome yeah. and to, totally a great match. I wouldn't go six stars. I wouldn't go five stars, but regardless of that, like it was entertaining. And I love that at the end of the match, they were able to, you know, shake hands and right. this isn't some underlying, you know, heat that'll be, you know, right. simmering just right. under the surface. Like you An don't want to see that. story, especially with this team. Like these, these guys are tag team wrestling, like 1000%. And uh, it, it was really cool to, to watch it happen, but um, man, it, it was entertaining. I'm glad to hear that you guys are not fully bought in like I am too. And it, it's, it's entertaining. It's cool to see the video on social afterwards. And uh yeah, but it, it feels like it's happening a lot that now maybe it is the trend where you're going to be like, oh, was that this spot? And now everybody's looking for it. And right. maybe it will take away from the matches where previously we were just living in the moment and watching the match. So uh, interesting take for sure. Um, but cool. Let's move off to story number one from the week. And this is the build up to WrestleMania backlash happening this Sunday is it really a pay-per-view or a, a, what's it? Premium live, premium event? live yeah. event on Mother's Day, man. This is this they is gonna be Mother's one of the Day. Lowest. They did this. Tough. They did this a few years ago, and I remember saying to you guys, maybe it was even before the podcast, like, how am I supposed to sell my wife <laughs> on sitting? <laughs> like, all right, we have two exhausting boys under the age of four, and I'm supposed to be like, hey, honey. Let's go sit and watch WrestleMania <laughs> backlash. <right? laughs> like, but 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 with that being said, um, it could have been better, but I understand what they're doing. Um, it, it would have been really exciting if you had that that RK bro and bloodline like closing the show for the tag team unification. But no, we've got Drew McIntyre in there and Yep. I, so I don't know. we have currently on the Wikipedia page, there are six matches booked Bobby Lashley versus Omos. Uh, we have Happy Corman against Madcap Moss and uh, AJ Styles <laughs> versus Edge. Exactly. Damian Priest has been banned from ringside. We have Drew and RK Bro versus the Bloodline, Roman and the Usos, um, which Nick, you've already said the disappointment from everyone that we don't have uh, title unifications happening here just yet. Maybe next pay-per-view. Then we have Cody Rhodes versus Seth freaking Rollins. And then we have the I Quit match, which has been one of the most poorly, the oh, one awful. of the most poor lead-ups, like just falling flat for i believe everyone with charlotte flair defending against ronda rousey and there's not one thing on this card that i'm like yeah i definitely have to tune in for this agreed you know i i'm not mad at this and and here's why because every sport that we watch has an off season and wrestling needs not that it needs an off season, but like they just came off of WrestleMania, which was really entertaining, if you ask me. So I don't know, man. I don't expect much at this point. I don't expect much until the SummerSlam build. Um, I, it is what it is. I guess I'm used to it. I mean, I agree with what you said, man. I'm just totally disappointed. No tag team unification. Right, right, like, right. Well, but that's what so, I wanted to see. So here's here's my thought on that. I think the storyline and the storytelling with that is just going so well 
that they're like, let's just keep going with it and let's put it off and and let's let's see if we can build on it, which is could be a slippery slope if you ask me. Um, but again, that that match, if that if we had that match main eventing this card, I think a lot of people would be very interested in it. What so, if they did? What if they changed it up a little and said, whichever team wins this gets the titles. Right. Including Roman Reigns. If, oh. if one of the Usos lose, Drew McIntyre gets Roman oh. titles. Oh, I man. Think that would be a fun little twist. That would. Oh, man. On, on the debate show, on the Turnbuckle Tavern debate this past week, they you know started talking about who was going to be the one to take it off a of Roman. And maybe it's a scenario like that where there's some right. sort of weird Smallest. stipulation where he doesn't have to be involved in the in taking the L and still lose his title, but uh, interesting. So I'm going to uh, say, let me say one more thing. I'm totally convinced Roman is still hurt. I agree. Throwing him into a tag match here, a six man tag match. I agree. Yeah, he has to be. Yeah. They're protecting him. That's all this is to keep him look like he might get in to do a move or two. I don't think yeah. we're going to see him very active that, in there. Is that why you throw drew in there because they're comfortable together. They've worked together and, he knows how to protect him. I don't know. I, I'm I'm with you. Yeah. Thing on his arm. Could be. They've been really silent about it. Like nothing has yeah. come out. Like he's he's missed a couple of shows here and there too, which you know they just make it appear like it's storyline related and it's yeah. just you know not there. Um, but yeah, it Tom, you could be onto something here that he's still not hundred percent right for whatever reason it may be. I'll um, a long-term injury, but just something they need to milk and not agreed. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And you can't not like, make take worse, the title yeah. off of him, you know, for an injury. But the one thing I'll say I am looking forward to, and I'm going to blame Matt for this because Matt's doing what he always does to me with wrestling. Um, I am looking forward to the AJ Styles versus edge because on uh, on Raw, we saw Finn Balor come out and and kind of help out AJ Styles, and Matt's been putting this in my ear. I've been agreeing with him that I'd love to see Balor, uh, you know, team up with those guys. But like, I'm I'm, I'm going to be watching, hoping that he kind of turns on Styles and joins uh, joins Judgment Day or whatever they call themselves, which so is a terrible name for a faction. This we spoke about uh, in the Discord channel this past right. week. And Monday, Monday before Raw, we started talking about how it feels like this Judgment Day, especially now that they've put a name on it, is going to be more of like a faction and they need to add people to it. And we've talked Rhea Ripley fits. We've, but for me, like Monday afternoon before Raw, I said, they need to add Finn. Finn is feeling so flat. This is a time where we've all lost faith in what Finn Balor means to WWE. And if you can put him side by side with edge and Damian priest, like even watch the promos, the promos have edge sitting in this, this huge throne. And then you have uh, Damian priest uh, off on, on his left, our right right on the television. It only fits that there's another person on the other side of the chair there. Like it's gotta happen. Gotta build the faction. Inevitable that there's going to be somebody added here. And to me, this could potentially spin Finn around. He has never really been a heel for WWE. I mean, you can talk about it maybe from an MNXT perspective. He was a little more, you know, cool heel, not mm-hmm. fully on the line, but pushing mm-hmm. him over 
with Edge could be a lot of fun. And I hope it could potentially save him as opposed to us, you know, just expecting him to show up on AEW any day. Would you have him? Sorry, Tom, go ahead. Throw this at you with AEW, the Forbidden Door, and all the Bullet Club talk. Do you think it's a coincidence that they're now pairing AJ and Finn at this time and <laughs> thing on Monday night? No, uh, it's no, no coincidence whatsoever. Right. Completely calculated. Yeah, and are they going to keep them together? I wouldn't mind seeing them work together either and starting their own little faction to go up against. Yeah. See, we've wanted this for so long. They had the Good Brothers there. Yeah, years exactly. Ago. They never pulled the trigger. They, they neutered had- those guys. Balor Club or whatever bogus spinoff you want to try to talk about, but it never will capture that lightning in a bottle that the Bullet Club has and to an extent still is trucking along with. So, man, I just, I don't, I don't know. Now, if, um, if you have Finn join Judgment Day here, would you have him use the demon character? So it's funny you bring that up too, because if you his gear on Monday night when he came in for the save was red and black, like it was yeah. mostly black with like little tints of red on there. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was, you know, kind of teasing that direction. I know it's something really small and I'm probably making a mountain out of a molehill here, but like it was just enough to be like, OK, here's a little piece. But when you're talking edge, like he's the one that is going to bring in those very small details and going to start looking at you know, trying to place the, the yep. breadcrumbs along this story tale, uh, this story tale, this, this story path um, all throughout. So man, this, I'm hoping that's where it ends up. I really do. And maybe it's kind of in between. I don't think it'll be full demon because you can't mm-hmm. really sustain that 100% of the time. Look right. what it did to, to Bray Wyatt, but um, man, it would certainly be fun to have him teeter on that real yep. dark side which see judgment see. day is bringing see i got you guys excited for backlash <laughs> yeah, i don't know if, i don't know yeah. if i go that far i'm content with you sending me a twitter link to whatever video happens <laughs> i don't know if i've missed a premium live event yeah. since 2014 you won't man. you won't i know you too well you won't. you will not miss this one <laughs> you're, you're, you're likely right and i will watch it that's for sure it may be monday morning and not sunday night but yeah. i will definitely definitely watch it um you know you talked about that that lull and, and looking forward to you know something bigger money in the bank is july 2nd and that's a next stadium show but we have hell in the cell june 5th in between so there's still another pay-per-view before we really start to kick things up a little bit more with uh with money in the bank but Man, uh, good luck to anybody that can push this through on on, on Mother's Day. Maybe you've got to uh, find somebody like Sheena who enjoys the product too to watch along. So Seth Seth's got it got it made there. Um, but yeah, good luck to everyone trying to p- pitch this to your wives yeah. and mothers <laughs> and whomever else this upcoming weekend. And um, I think it's time to air some grievances. So yes, Nick, uh, why don't you take it away? All right. So last week. We aired our uh, jobber draft and uh, there was three of us. We cut it off at five picks per guys. And a lot of people were very angry, very angry um, about the Bushwhackers. But uh, anybody who have anything to say about the jobber draft before we we close things out? Bushwhackers beat jobbers. You can't be a jobber (laughs) if you at least beat the jobbers on TV. They might have not beat many other people, but they beat jobbers. (laughs) This is true. 
They Jim, I know the, you're like you're you're they chomping like to at lick the, the bit. jobbers. I'm, I'm trying to they compose. I'm trying to compose my <laughs> thoughts here in my head here. Airing <laughs> of grievances is Festivus special here. Um, I'm gonna. I have three things. One for each of you that partook in this jobber draft. I'll start with the uh, my man Mikey Workrate, who I felt had the world's greatest jobber team here. So kudos you. to you for Thank you. for winning it. I officially say you won it. I don't care what. <laughs> I don't care what the people voted for. They're idiots. But, <laughs> That's true. They are. But not even you escaped uh, my grievances here. Well, you drafted well done, right? Yeah. And you don't mention that they wear thongs on the outside of their tights. Yeah. I, Come did on. we mention that? No, I no. Nick no. Like, said something about it. No, no, <laughs> no. Yeah, no. You would you upset Stu there. I'm not gonna go pull Stu out for this, but <laughs> Stu's listening to it and he's going, Hey, they, they weigh the tights over the the, the they weigh the dungs over the tights. I don't understand. <laughs> I swore somebody mentioned it, but no, I mean, something no, about their ring gear. Not the right. dongs though. Matt, I mean Matt. Matt. He's <laughs> Wait, Regis, we like Regis Philbin phoning a friend here. Thanks for the shout out, Matt. My, my <laughs> phone friend is on the show right now. I know. No offense, Tom, but the, come on. He go, he's going outside your own, your wheelhouse there. Phoning a friend. You're going to do the 50-50, the lifelines. I'll, I'll do it all if I can get Which a dub. But uh, apparently I got three L's on top of it instead. <laughs> And finally, Nick, Nick, I mean, Tom already covered this. I mean, how dare, how dare you? How dare you? I mean, take it back. You should, you can take it back right now. I will not take it back, sir. Right now. I will not take back that the Bushwhackers are jobbers. And here's two reasons. I want to know a legitimate team that they beat. All right. The Beverly Brothers. God damn it. (laughs) They won at WrestleMania five. No jobbers. Was it pinfall? Was it pinfall? They won seventy-seven. They've won seventy-seven percent of their okay, matches. Okay, but, but okay. Says here's, the internet. Here's my thing, right? If the word jobber evolved over time, right? All right, all right. During Johnny the Cochran. Super, <laughs> during the superstar era, we had jobbers. You know, guys that look like leaping regular Lenny guys. in this regular guys. And then it evolved thanks to the job squad who Matt drafted. Right. So if you're going to throw oh, flash point. funk and uh, and uh, sparky plug in there. <laughs> Wait, did out. anyone draft sparky plug? No, no, but he was in the job squad. Fair enough. Fair enough. So. So. Yeah. So I have term a- jobber evolved. And and we didn't we didn't really put this out there too much in that episode that we kind of left it very open ended. There was no rules, no rhyme or reason why who you could add or you know why I still personally think that as Jim said in our group text, if you have to Google someone that was drafted, it should be some deduction of points as well. If well, well, see- well, 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 would, would the macho man, Randy Savage invite jobbers to his bachelor party? <laughs> yes or no. Yes. Would he? Yes. They why? brought sardines. <laughs> <laughs> Sardine sub. So, does so, anybody have any more grievances there? Before I do, I oh, absolutely yeah. do. Your team now, is the worst. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this hurts. This hurts. How how do you pass? How do you pass on the Brooklyn Brawler? 
with the first overall pick. How do you take I Barry Horowitz it. over Brooklyn Brawl? I well, to be fair, all, to be fair, Matt, if you had the first pick, you probably would have drafted like <laughs> Jeff Hostetler or something like that. I like you would have. I, he was a Seahawk. I would. Never <laughs> I said it in the episode. There was one. The reason was why Matt I picked Hassel Horowitz. Two reasons. Horowitz had um, a lower win percentage. And the Bret Hart quote, which, of course, you would disagree with. But he said that Barry Horowitz deserved to be in the Hall of Fame over Bill Goldberg. And that that quote alone sold me on Horowitz. Brooklyn Brawler. That's why Mike won the draft. Brooklyn Brawler, too. And Brooklyn Brawler was like five different jobbers. And yeah, he was. All right. Remember, before he was Brooklyn Brawler, he was just plain old Steve Lombardi losing matches. Right. This is very true. You know, right, Bobby, um, when he went with Bobby the Brain Heenan is when he became the Brooklyn Brawler. And he, I think he had that little feud with the Red Rooster. But um, like I, I have that Kurt Hawkins. <laughs> oh, wow. guy. Too modern. Not a jobber. Well, he's a three time tag team champion. <laughs> he was he was turned into one and the losing streak alone and the good. name and the name recognition and cool points on top of it him being a good dude <laughs> i don't know but i mean one of the, the two glaring guys that i thought missed but again maybe it's because i'm old with paul romer and, uh and jim powers the young yes. Italians. <laughs> they were major jobbers back in the day they were hey, yeah was, zeke though we're, we're gonna have Brunzel. to do this again yeah we're gonna have to have a a, a jobber draft. wasn't a jobber redraft no I was going to I was going to draft an entire team of guys that you didn't draft. And I felt like I could have beaten you, but I didn't have time for it. You know, I would have won. But, you know, (laughs) sounds like something Mikey Loophole would say. Yeah. (laughs) Again, things were very things were very open ended in the rules of what a jobber is. Uh, Fun episode. Thank you. And And it's fun to bring things up that people can debate. Because how yeah. boring would it be if we just all agreed? Oh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You had a great draft, guy. <laughs> and, and I got a call out on the show. Yeah. <laughs> while I was driving to work. Uh, all right. So, uh, Tom, thank you so much for joining us and, and being one of our, our first and only guests. And we're hoping to do this more, get you on here more. Um, you want to plug yourself before we, we head out? We have the turnbuckle sessions every Friday. Me and Mike Belcaster. We have this guy Matt popping in and doing a survey says segment every uh, few weeks. Uh, I do the debate show on Mondays with the Turnbuckle Tavern. Just follow me on Twitter and Instagram, the OG Fig Kid. If you like figures, we have our uh, Fig Night show every Tuesday uh, night at six p.m. or eight p.m. If we have a special guest, like we had Steve Ozer on from Mattel tonight, and that was a hell yeah, a total that's awesome. Fun. So, yeah, awesome. Yeah. Thank you oh, again. Over there. No, my pleasure, man. I'll come back anytime. This was a blast. Love the show. Honored to be here. Thank you. That means a lot. Um, we really appreciate it. So uh, mm-hmm. be sure to follow us on Instagram at Extra Cooler and over on Twitter at Extra Cooler Show. Don't forget to follow and check out the Pod Foundation, everybody that comes with it, Turnbuckle Tavern, Chick Foley Show, and Coming Down the Aisle. Next week, we're going to be covering... Uh, I don't know. I think we're going to be talking about backlash and see what happens in the world of wrestling. Um, yeah. Check out our discord, man. If you're not on there already, get in there. Let's have some fun. Uh, thanks guys. And the book bushwhackers are definitely Jobers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cheers fellas. New York. 
All right, back in the locker room with Rowdy, Rowdy Piper. You talk about a 180-degree swing. I know you're still hurting. Rowdy Piper. I'm not hurting. How in the world, against the doctor's advice, can you go out in that ring and meet the Iron Sheik? I do exactly what I want to do. You say I'm insane. I say thank you very much. Adrian Adonis, do you think I'm insane? Do you think for one second now you're running around with your dress on and, and your beautiful pectorals that, that look like you had six litters of puppies? You're going to come run in the ring and you're going to come run around and mess me up and think for one second that I'm just going to sit there and take it and not come out there and beat you to a pulp? You think for one second you in all your splendid glory with your pretty little hat on and all those lovely stretch marks, you know, that look like an upstate map of New York, that you're going to sit there and say, huh, took care of Roddy Piper. Listen, I'm a man. You think something little, something like a knee injury is going to hurt me and stop me, huh? You think that's what I'm made of? You can break my neck. I fight for a living. Huh? When you carry a big stick, you know, Gene, you don't gotta walk so soft no more, you know. I, I, when you carry a big stick, I'll what? I, I thank you very much, Roddy Piper. In my opinion, you jeopardized your career in meeting the Iron Sheik, but you did get your hand raised. Our congratulations That's on that. That's why I'm Roddy Piper, and you're not. All right, back to you, Vince. Nobody eats beefaroni on a boat, man. That's a problem. <laughs> Right, so, uh, right, what's, so, in the, uh, what's in the cooler? Oh, <laughs> just blew my mind. <laughs> the rhino, your rhino's on you. Extra credit. Sports, 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 side heater. Extra credit. Nasty, nasty, nasty. Oh, 